Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello and welcome to Been There Done That Joy 94.9. I'm Chris and with me in the studio today we've got Gordon and Phil and everything is going just swimmingly. <laughs> gurgle, gurgle, <laughs> we're drowning. <laughs> uh, yes, if people uh, could only see what goes on when I've, we're doing I've this had a show. very, very busy weekend. Oh, yeah. And, Monday and Tuesday are not the best of days to try and catch up, especially now that we've got the daylight saving and everything. And uh, I just think I should have a day off and catch up on all my sleep. <laughs> you, you had a very busy day. We understand that. Uh, yes. However, I live to tell the tale. Oh, yes. Yes, we do somehow, don't we? Uh, there was a, a rather a musical event that occurred that you had to pay for or go and see at one of the tennis centre venues here in Melbourne late last week over the weekend. I'm not sure how many concerts were held by share, but there were a lot of people who weren't all that terribly well the night after their when they went to the their particular episode of the concert. And I'm just thinking about the poor people who were on stage making the presentation. It must have been very, very... Um, it was high-powered yes. and uh, colour and lights and movement and noise. And uh, yeah, I did uh, s- for a lot of people, it was exactly what they wanted. But I saw Cher 13 years ago when she did her last final tour. Oh, right. But they, they said that she had a change of costume, change, change of everything for every song or something rather. Well, she must have worn they were only out. clip-ons. Oh, were they? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she had a... What was it? A, virtually a gurg- gurgle? Girdle? Sort of holding all in piece, oh, in right. one piece, and then just strapping stuff over the top. Uh, just, well, just like Barbie Girl. Oh, that's right. Yes, I was going to say, like those old-fashioned things that the children used to play with years ago. Yeah. yeah. We've got a whole show of birthday anniversaries of world events and things that affect our gay community, plus we, because that's so heavy, some of these t- topics, we better lighten up at the end with talking about lovely animals. Yes. But you went and saw a film, Gordon, recently. Yes, during the week I went and saw <coughs> and Crazy Rich Asians. Now, what's that all about? It's a bit of a provocative t- title. Actually, it's a very, very pleasant story. It's a very, it's a love story and it's a straight love story. It's not gay or anything like that. But the uh, it beautifully filmed in London, Singapore, London, New York, and Singapore. Singapore is the main part because they're all gathering in there for a wedding, which was beautifully photographed. And Singapore is just absolutely magnificent now. 
and it was it was a, it's a very very good movie. The leading lady, the the woman that played the mother, was actually the leading lady in Crouching Dragon, Hidden tra- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right, all now those now years ago. Quickly, a ten word summary of the film. Brilliant. No, 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 no. That's story line. Line. Oh, story the storyline. A, a rich young man has a has a has a, an unrich young girlfriend in New York and takes her home to go to a wedding. And the mother, uh, the rest of the family, don't like her because she's lower caste. Yeah, there's a whole caste system in China. You've got to realise that. I've, 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 I'm part of. I know part of that as it is, and uh, and she doesn't realise how rich her boyfriend is. Oh. She doesn't have a clue because he doesn't talk about it. Oh, so he's it's sort of, a rude awakening when she goes through the door of... Yeah, he's making his own way in yeah. in the world without the parents' money or the or the rest mm. of the family's money. And when they get on the plane, they say, oh, hello, Mr. So-and-so, whatever his name was, and take him through to your suite in, in first your class suite. is ready for you. In, in, <laughs> and, and the girls sort of go, ah. <laughs> But it's very, very, very cleverly done. But there's, there's and, one and your the, boyfriend is... Chinese. And did he relate to it? Oh, yeah, because there was a whole thing about t- um, the way the relations are with your family. And, of course, uh, I, I know all about this, and I just sort of nudged him. And he said, yes, I'm going home to this. Yeah, so this is, is a familiarity. Yeah, this yeah, is the mirror yeah. But there's one little, one little part in it that I don't think any – if you weren't Asian, you wouldn't know what it was all about. It's when they, the bride is walking up the aisle, they flood the aisle with water. And I, I said to George, I said, um, what's that all about? He said, it means money. Oh. The water, the bride walks up the aisle on money. Oh, wow. The water would have been about oh, three centimetres thick. Yeah. But yeah. cheaper than cash. Yeah, yeah. But, but oh. it means, I, I'm not sure whether it means that they're going to get money or it means that they've got money that they can afford to flood the church. I was going <laughs> to say, they, they would have to have a special... Waterproof uh, area. Well, that's right. Yeah, so it didn't Presumably, flood the floor. Mm, yeah, mm. Yeah. But it was, I, I just said, oh God, look at the water. He said, yes, it means money. Wow. So I learned something and um, a lot of people, anybody that's not Asian that goes to see it, that's what it means. It's a lovely movie, a really lovely, beautifully photographed. That's but, good. But and, and English or subtitles? In, in English and subtitles, in especially parts where they've got uh, they go back into the language. You know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So it's not an offensive title. It's just a crazy. It's a comical reference. A comical reference, yeah. But the but the the thing with it now is that the the crazy rich Asians in South in Singapore are trying to get. Um, equal rights for the gay and lesbian community. Well, this, yeah, they're supporting. The they're whole supporting of the, the whole thing. The whole people, the rich people of Singapore, are really doing something about the gay and lesbian rights, which is absolutely amazing. And that is well, you know, it's nice to have support, mm. but from that part of the culture. Mind you, we're not talking about the people that were in the movie. It's the actual people that live in Singapore who are crazy rich Asians. <laughs> <laughs> they're the ones that are trying to do something. Is there a comma in there? Is it crazy comma? Rich Asians or crazy rich as extremely um, rich? I don't know. I don't think there's a comma between any of it. I just think it's crazy <laughs> rich Asians. In real life, extremely wealthy Singaporeans are fighting to decriminalise gay sex. Mm, mm. The most elite members of Singapore's business, political and legal sectors are using their surplus dollars to back efforts to overturn bans on gay sex. Mm. I mean, that, that is making your money talk in a way. 
Yeah, but it's the the degree of influence. Yes. Well, when I was there, I was there in seventy-two years, seventy years ago, and uh, Boogie Street, which was the main street, was was just full of gay people, transgendered people, and Mm. all the rest of it. It was just a wild night on on Boogie Street, and that was every night of the week. It was just on Boogie Street, and uh, then the government changed, and Lee Kuan Yew came into power and and stopped it all. Well, the University of California, Los Angeles School of Law, uh, has actually suggested that legal equality can actually lead to booming business. Yes, yeah. So therefore, Barbara Streisand in Funny Girl, it said, uh, money is like manure. Manure, you've got to you spread, spread it, it around. around. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We didn't prep that, did no, we? Yes, no, yes, spread it around. Yes. No. That's from um, uh, Funny Girl. Funny yeah, Girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there is uh, value in using money as seeding. But obviously, if you're part of the gay, gay community there and you're trying to spread your message, financial assistance is really valuable. I'm not sure, Chris. Is it is the 337A law? Is that an old English law? Is it's it an a old bad British? and unjust law. Um, was it from the in, British? It was. Yeah, it's a 1938 British colonial yeah, law so. that made gay sex illegal, mm. and uh, the comment was made. Uh, it's also a violation of our Singaporean constitution. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It, it, the, the English law is being nibbled away at all around well, the it, ex. They just British threw it colonies. out. In, they just threw it out in India, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that yeah. you know, they, they realise that the so they're still going down the road in Singapore, but they're mm. obviously getting their forces summoned. Are we going to have to change the name to Singer Rich? Oh, thank you. Because the Singapore that. aren't doing too well. Well, Singer, Singer Rich. In, in lots Singer Rich. of ways, they do th- consider themselves very fortunate because it's been a benign dictatorship. Mm. The but right person has been at the figure, uh, at the top of the tree, and pulling the right strings, everybody's benefited. And when you look at the buildings that they have in Singapore these days, they're just absolutely amazing. And you go to Changi Airport, and it's God, it's a, it's a ginormous place. You need a train to get around it. You do, yeah, yeah. From one terminal to the other, That's and right. back again. Mm. But I, I thought it was named in poor taste, though. Why? Oh. Well, Changi's a, a war prison. Well, it was a prison. That's why they kept it. It well, was so actually. That, it was actually why I would change it. It was actually a prison. And uh, even before the war, it was the Changi yeah. prison, and then they yeah. put the the. Uh, my father was in Changi, actually. Yeah. So mm. yeah, but it's a it's now now one little thing that uh, I'd like to chuck in here. Well, before we have to go to our piece of music, our break, is the situation in Romania. They're trying to change their GLBT laws as well, but the government wants to tighten them. They want to do a John Howard. They want to change the existing law, which says uh, marriage is allowable between, between spouse and spouse, mm. to. A man and a woman. Yeah, but it, but it, it's in the the Supreme Court of already of, of Romania have already said that it's that's fine. That's where it should be because they spouse to spouse, spouse to spouse, and that should that's that says it's in the constitution. Yeah. But the government want to change the constitution and have a vote. Now the vote occurred over this current uh, right. this weekend just passed, and I read a report that. Only there was only twenty percent turnout of the eligible voting population, 
and they had to have about 50% or something, yeah, rather, didn't they? Yeah, to make they? it a valid, yeah, make it a valid yeah. vote, and only yeah. 20% said that the vote was has to be cancelled. It's not valid. Yeah, they can't even analyse what they've got because it's disproportionate. That's right, yeah. Um, but it, uh, compare that to the way Australia responded to the marriage equality plebiscite that yep. we had. Well, it was And that was, what, nearly 70% are yep. eligibles? yep. They voted, and it was a sixty-two, nearly sixty-two percent agreed yeah. with it. Yeah. So, in some ways, you could say that uh, if the in Romania, the the government thought they weren't going to win, they might have said, "Everybody, subtly, don't go," and then cancel the the vote process mm. completely. Well, you don't know what goes on in some mm. of these countries because they're usually closed societies. Yeah, that's for sure. So mm. uh, they they get another bite at the cherry, but until then, they're okay. Been there, done that. Stay tuned. There's more. Love Radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. You with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that with Joy 94.9. Those little tickly coughs are a bit of a nuisance, aren't they? (laughs) I'm sure it's going to carry me off one of these days. But until then, we'll keep Keep coughing along. Coughing along, yes, yes. (laughs) And you can write to us. How? On email. Oh, you can write to been there at joy.org.au and we will read it. Yes, of course. And we will be most appreciative. If you'd like us to play some special music, well, we might give that a go as well. We'll do a, a David and Sue request minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excellent. There we go. Now, we've got a couple of icons in the current world who would like to talk about and compare their lives. And they're having actually having birthdays together. They are. Well, 13th of the 10th, 1982, mm. Ian Thorpe was born. Mm-hmm. And on the 16th of the 10th, 1940, Cliff Richard was born. Two definite gay icons, really. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not quite sure about Cliff because he's never oh, well, really said so, has he? And he, he no, no. And well, that's part of the discussion that we have. Do you realise he's got a couple of extra words after his name? He is OBE. Over bloody 80. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and he has actually got a sir title yes, in he's front sir. of his name. Mm-hmm. He, he he got that title a few years ago, actually, for the his services to the music industry and bringing lots of money into England because he's never left England and he's always paid his taxes. Except until now. Oh, has he stopped saying, playing them, has he? I think well, so. he's getting some of his taxes back oh, from he? the BBC. Oh, oh good. <laughs> but on the other hand, Thorpey, Ian Thorpe, his title is Australian Olympic swimmer and gold medal winner. Mm, mm. Um, but he's an OAM. He's an OAM. Oh, he's got an order of Australia. I, I don't know what OAM stands for. Or order of Australia. Medal. What's the M? Medal. Oh, we have to say it's a medal. We don't know it's a medal. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, 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 you get it doesn't to, look like a medal. Because there's different variations in the AO. You've got AOM and you've got AO. AO, which is something rather, I can't never understand what, but the top one is also called AO, but it's AO. Aren't we lucky that we live in a country that started with the letter A? Yeah. Imagine being a BO medal. (laughs) (laughs) You smelly bit. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. But now, uh, now, Ian, Ian, shall we start with Ian? Oh, why not? He's Australian. He, uh, He achieved his, as we said, his notoriety. No. His rewards, his fame. Ex- his fame, what a lovely word, uh, from his efforts in the pool. 
he started very young and he well deserved. At age 14, he was the youngest male to represent Australia ever. Wow. Imagine 14 years old and you're representing a country. Yeah, but because that would blow your brain. By the time he was 14, he was nearly six foot tall and he had these huge feet that acted as great flippers for him when he was swimming. If they're so big, you couldn't see the outboard motors on them. <laughs> yeah, that's right, <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, but he, but he was, um, as you say, 14. Mm, great man. But other than that, he, he was truly representative of the sport. He also, there was a little bit of bells ringing in the background from some of the members of the gay community thinking that the, here's a lad who might be one of us. He was sort of sending out little gaydar signals, I think. You know, yeah. I, I, there, are, there are certain ways when you, when you watch people uh, with their eyes, I think the eyes sort of tend to give it away. Uh, when you but Some of his mannerisms, and he, he was very well spoken. Oh, yes, yes. Which I think we take pride in being very well spoken. I can only speak for oh, myself when I say it very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. Speak for yourself, mate. Yeah. yeah. Girls, behave yourselves. <laughs> But it was, he was amazing when he did eventually come out. Well, that I'm wondering that whether because he was, you know, in this pool as a training sportsman since he was sort of six years old or eight years old, mm-hmm. that he never actually got a good rounded social acclimatisation. Well, possibly not. But, he, but when he came out, he did admit to the fact that he knew that he was gay. But he mm. had to... He had to uh, close it down because he wanted he, he didn't know how it would be affect his swimming or whatever you know but i can remember one of the olympic games he was away at and there was the rumor going around that he was um going out with the one of the dutch swimmers or something or other there was a there was, it was one of the rumors Boy that or girl? Get, a bloke yeah, yeah one of the one of the oh, well, one I of mean, the one of his competitor uh, mates just you mates. know they yeah, mates. yeah but we just don't know but no. it was, that was one of the one of the rumors that were going but now strong. that he's over his olympics mm. And he's just sort of coasting along, living on his reputation. He hasn't picked up a new career yet. And I think he's uh, uh, making sure he's got a fairly low profile because Australians have a habit of of snipping off the tall poppies. Oh, yes, yes. Well, we would have done that when he was a swimmer. And maybe that's what some of the rumours were trying to do. Mm. But I think he should really be seen as a an example of being he was just a very nice person and he just happened to be gay well there's other there's, see, there's mm. lots of gay olympians now being english divers or mm. a big chunk of the american team and let's just hope that their path is smoother because of people who have gone before them yeah mm. well talking of people who were were considered to be almost too nice we, we flip back now to Cliff Richard. Squeaky clean. Squeaky so, clean indeed. So squeaky clean, you wouldn't have, nothing would have stuck to him. Well, he didn't smoke and he didn't swear and he, and didn't, he drink didn't drink. And, yeah, and yeah. he kept the company of women or ladies or guests. Or, but they weren't particularly involved with him. They were, they were I think, as we say, handbags, I think. I think when they asked him about, why, about girlfriends, he said mm. he was too busy travelling the world. To be involved with somebody, he couldn't be involved with anybody if he wasn't with them all the time or something. Rather, oh, it was I, one of his excuses. I, I think I used to use that excuse. Too. Did you? Oh, yeah, I've never had to use I've an excuse. I've never found the right girl yet, Mum. Uh, I've never been that busy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cliff has had a musical history over quite a number of years now. Oh, he's been recording from for about the 50, 60s, hasn't he? 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. That's 50 years. He's been, he's been recording for 50 years, yeah. He's yeah. one of three lucky groups or individuals, Olivia Newton-John, Abbott and himself, who have all sung at Eurovision and actually had a career afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't many. There's not many. Uh, um, I can remember going to the movies many, many years ago to see him in Summer Holiday, I think mm. it was, with, with the, the Shadows. Oh, right, was yeah. The, oh, that w- oh. the Grand Theatre in Perth, it was in Murray Street. Oh, right. They were travelling around in a bus. Yeah. It often crops up on Saturday afternoons and probably Channel 9, I think, is where I've seen it most often. Okay. Oh, right. It's good filler material. Yeah, yeah. But they probably have to pay $1 r- performance rights for it as well, oh. but he was still probably getting money for that. However, recently, Cliff Richard's quiet, pure life was disturbed. Very much so. Because I think someone suggested that such still waters obviously must run deep and there must be murkiness in the depths of that running water. I think, Chris, that it may have been something to do with the this um, child sexual oh, exploitation. The Jimmy Savile thing. thing, yes. Oh, uh, right. And I think it's had something to do with that, that they thought that um, Cliff Richard was involved with that sort of um, carry-on, you know. And they actually, the police actually raided his um, big house, well, he, he, wherever it was, in somewhere in England, in mm. Surrey or somewhere. And what happened to being innocent until proven guilty? Well... That seems to have gone out the window in the last yeah. few years. Yeah, yeah, but... It, it does, but anyway, the BBC sort of jumped on and said all sorts of nasty things when they did the video of the police visiting that's right. his home and they weren't particularly careful in the words they used he took them to court and now they're paying out big time yeah well did you, I, they, there was they, the police found absolutely nothing there which was the which is the thing it was they, they couldn't find anything to link him with anybody like jimmy savile and and all those people that were connected with savile and his group but um it just it, they they had him convicted and hung basically and they the police couldn't find it anything so they had to come back and sort of say oh look i'm sorry we've got there's nothing there and um we, we, mm. we uh, they apologized to cliff richard and all the rest of but it. the mud sticks the doesn't sticks it? does yeah yeah which does is do. very unfair yeah yeah but he's been living with a, a, a gentleman for many many a retired years priest, a retired priest yeah. yeah he's been they've been living together they for years household companions the household companions yeah that but that was the used to be the expression for ladies who were of the lesbian the, desire who had their household companion as well in well, the that's old days right. you know the spinster ladies, spinster ladies although sometimes uh, priests always would have a housekeeper yes, feminine that's right yes but it was one of those things that yeah, you the, like what was it Mozart used to keep a spinster up in the attic for practice. Yeah. I think they <laughs> actually play on that one. A spinet. Was she a piano? <laughs> spinet. A spinet. Oh. That was a confusion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there we are. But anyhow, uh, it is possible to live a quiet life and be in the public eye, and, and sp- more power to them. And speaking of Eurovision, I think you're about to play Cliff's entry. Congratulations for saying that. You're enjoying. Congratulations and celebrations When I tell everyone that you're in love with me Congratulations 
Congratulations and jubilations. I want the world to know I'm happy as can be. Joy out loud proud. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. You're with Chris, Phil and Gordon. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. We've been talking about public voting or indications of uh, regulation change or legislation. In Switzerland, they've recently done something that was reported on the 30th of September this year. And it was to the effect that Switzerland makes homophobia and transphobia illegal. Well, there's a good way to go, isn't it? Make make that sort of thing illegal, and they get jail terms too if they are well, proven to be. Do are they talking about jail terms? Yep, up to three years in jail. Whoa! Hmm. Now that you would might that might curtail free speech. Well, you probably could think so. That's an argument you would hear in some American states. And probably, and why can't of, I say I hate you? That's but, free speech. But, but you'd also find that in Australia too, because we've got this thing going on about free speech in Australia. Do we yeah, have it in yes. law? We don't have a bill of rights, but we do have a law that says you cannot defame people and do things. And yeah, all the rest but of I it. defend your right to but, say it. But, but yeah, this is right. It's 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 a strange situation, but yeah, but in in Switzerland they have um, passed the law to say that that's it. You know, you cannot do be do anything about. Being defama- defamatory Defame. mm. against um, gays and lesbians and and um, trans people, which is which is wonderful. But, but the wording though, to, homophobia is a fear, yeah, and yeah. there would be people genuinely scared of certainly parts of the gay community. Yes, and in much way, some people are scared of clowns. So, I'm not saying it's valid or should be accepted, but. Can they help themselves? Well, I'm sure there's people that are afraid of clowns. I am. I think they're horrible. But we I, used to have I, one I living bet, two doors down, I, I know. I bet McDonald's, or sorry, the Scottish restaurant, <laughs> uh, still features around the corner from them and has done so with impunity. Yeah. It is creepy. And the, but, but the, the Hamburglar. It was, a, it was an amazing vote in Switzerland. The, the Switzerland um, council that runs the country the vote was 118 for and 60 against, with five abstaining. Wow. So that is a huge vote in favour of... Three to one. Yeah, two to one. Yeah. Maybe they're not worried because their prisons are like their cheese. Full of holes. Full of holes. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> Doesn't thought... matter if you go to jail, you just crawl out. <laughs> Zero tier. Well, there's been a sort of series of events during life, generally, where people have been defamed because of no fault of their own. Uh, Easy to do. Well, we're talking about Matthew Shepard, the uh, who was murdered on the 12th of the 10th, 1998. Mm. He was uh, the US victim of hate crime. Now, that's the, the, the ultimate extension of putting your hate into actions. He was, I'm not sure if he was the first to to have the word hate attached to the crime well, that they, he ultimately died of. But, but the, 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 the Supreme Court have passed a hate crime, the, the, the Matthew, well, Matthew Shepard hate crime mm. bill. And yeah, so yeah, it is, it, it, they've called him the first of the hate crimes, yeah. This, this story really gets to me because I can relate, not to him as a personality because he was much more um, flamboyant 
than mm. I am, but he was only being himself. And how can that be a cause to justify he, murder? But he he was in a bar or a coffee lounge or something, and he and he, and he started chatting to these two guys and mm. sort of was coming on to them or something or other. And they decided, yes, well, let's go out and have a drink. And they well, took him out. That's what they said. That's what they said. They took him out in a in a in a utility or whatever it was, mm. a pickup truck. And they um, they bashed him and murdered him and left. Or they didn't actually didn't actually die straight away. They no. left him just hanging on the barbed wire fence, crucified on the barbed wire fence. Mm. Yeah, if it had been police, it would have been entrapment. I don't know what the word is. Yeah, to be well misled. Well, uh, and taken away. Yeah, yeah, certainly there is homophobia there, mm. but mm. the extent of the homophobia. If you get chatted up by the wrong person, you just say, "Sorry, you're not my type," mm. and walk away, mm. and that's mm. it. Mm. But but uh, the, the, there was a whole thing about it. I, I remember reading about it years ago. It's twenty years ago when it happened, and the memory's a bit faded now. But I I, I had a vague feeling that um, there was a lot of internalized homophobia involved in it because of the two. One of the guys was. Um, they said he was a you know he didn't know which way what what mm. he was doing or something or other. Yeah. But it still didn't. Still doesn't give you a right to murder somebody or do that to them. You know. Yeah, it, I just have this vision because he he died six days later, having yes. been left alone in a field. Yeah. You know, propped up on a barbed wire fence. And it was just lucky that somebody drove past and saw him. Yeah. Otherwise, he could have been. Well, he would have been left there. He would to have been be left there by yeah, the vultures yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it, nasty, that was nasty, nasty, all right. Yeah. Now we we've said that that particular hate crime was uh, two on one, but what about when you get political ideology picking on a particular group of people? We've seen it recently in uh, Burma, in Myanmar. That's right. Yep. Uh, but there was a situation where eight hundred children were murdered. And they were children of the gypsies. Now, the gypsies are an ethnic group originating in India. And during medieval times, they took to wandering beyond their homeland, spreading to and throughout Europe. And as with the Jewish people, gypsies were singled out for racial persecution by the Nazis in World War II. They were conformed, whilst they conformed physically to the Aryan ideal favoured by the, the Nazis, suspicion of the nomadic race prevailed. Why? Because they were tinkerers and they had no recognisable home or dwelling or place. They just wandered and the gypsies came under the same attack as the Jews. All in all, about 250,000 gypsies were sent to Auschwitz and other extermination camps and were gassed. Mm. And whether they either treated as guinea pigs for experimental medicines or executed. And on the 10th of October 1944, about one, about 800 gypsy children were murdered at Auschwitz. Yep, that, that is such a premeditated act. Oh, the whole thing, that whole thing with the Holocaust was mm. a premeditated act, you know. Um, but but the, the the children were innocent. Yeah. They couldn't help their birth. No, that's right. You know, but uh, but it's a lot of the, a lot of these situations. If the children are killed, they can't breed. So there's, they, they they the race would hopefully die out. You know, and this is this is wrong. It's wrong for every situation. But the Nazis were trying to purify everything. Well, purify. But were they trying to justify the, to themselves their actions? And, you know, if we purify Europe, 
it'll be a better place. I, I don't know how they managed to get so many people to kill on the behalf of the Nazi party. I mean, well, there must be an insanity. I think it's called brainwashing, Philip. They, well, they, yeah. they were brainwashed by, the, by their superiors that this is what they wanted done and this is what you're going to do, you know. Under the cover of war. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tragic, those sort of things, when they happen. And it was just interesting bringing things up to date to see all those people that are trying to go back to Syria at the moment. They've, they've had to leave Syria because of the bombing and what President Assad has done to the country. Uh, they went into Lebanon and now they're, they're, they're going back home. But some of them are not allowed to go back home because they haven't got any papers or anything. It just, oh yeah! It just, just, just because we've just stolen everything and burned it all yeah. up and destroyed just, it. And yet they're, they're they're Syrian born and bred, and they've probably been living there for centuries. You know, it's just it's some of these things that happen to the to the human race are beyond belief. There's something basically flawed in our design. Yes, yes, yeah. And it seems to find its way to the surface. Yep. Periodically. Periodically comes forward. Yes. And we've got to, and, and we have to fight it. And, and I'll tell you what is going to be very interesting, in, in which means us, we're going to be having to fight something very shortly too, because I think straight after the um, by-election in Wentworth, they will be releasing the religious, um, that religion thing that Philip Ruddock did. All right. And I think we're going to have a bit of a fight on our hands with this this freedom of religion. They've got so many bloody freedoms now; it doesn't really matter, but. I think they're going to be coming. It's going to be very, very interesting, and we have to be very, very aware of what is going to be yeah. going on and prepared, Pre- and prepared and to ready fight. to fight for it. Yep, yep. You're on Joy. Been there, done that. Gordon, Phil, and Chris. Joy out loud, proud. You're with Gordon, Phil, and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy ninety four point nine. There was a mixture of voices amongst that little break, Gordon. Oh, a few that we recognised. Yes, indeed. <laughs> We like to bring you all those little messages of our community and community activities. Yes, so there's a lot goes on, isn't there? Yes, yes. I've, I've, I've got a big thing on tomorrow. I don't know what it's all about. Oh, excuse I, me. Yeah. What's, I, I, what I'm, on, I'm on, modelling on the runway for, uh, for age, uh, age, ancient people. <laughs> oh, well, good for you. Yes. Now, now, talking about ancient people, how ancient will you be on the 13th of this month? Uh, I keep saying 10. And a bit more, and a bit more. No, no, just no. if you add the two numbers together, you get 10. Oh, eight, right. eight plus two. <laughs> eight plus two, yeah. That's incredible. Yep. Doing all these sort of things, is that what keeps you young? Oh, probably, probably. I, I've always, I've never been one to sort of, I like going to home, I like being home. But I also like being out and with people. I, I I just love being with people because it's um they're better than anything else. I think you well, know. You know the old saying: you're only as old as the man you feel. This is <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. But but certainly, uh, people are useful. But I think sometimes our animal friends can be the best companion because they're non-judgmental. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, and Doggies uh, especially. And we've got a, there's been a big celebration this week too. I don't know what, did they do anything? I can't remember reading anything about whether they did anything. I haven't seen anything. But uh, on the 6th of October, 1862, Melbourne opened Australia's first zoo. Mm, mm. Now that's older than, what's that one in Sydney called? Taronga Taronga Park. Park. Yeah. I think Melbourne was the first, yes. Taronga Park has better views. Oh, yeah. Oh, of yeah. the harbour. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but only if you use them for proper uses. Yeah. Not like that last weekend where they were threatening to use uh, the sales of the Opera House as advertising. Oh. Play. Oh. God, the, the, they, they, had, they had hundreds of thousands of people against it. Yeah, in a, in a, in a, but you know, it just says something. They, they, says something. they, they say something. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. always think that Sydney is so tacky. Anyhow, they would yeah. do it. But many of the zoos actually show exotic animals from around the world, and I can remember my first zoo ever. It wasn't a particularly pretty place to be, and I think of late, certainly, they've become more atmospheric. In for reality, where was it? I was in Adelaide. I saw the, oh, Adelaide, right. Zoo the Adelaide Zoo. They mm. also had a snake farm, which was basically <coughs> just concrete, which heated up during the day, and the snakes would come out and sunbake. Mm. And then mm. at night, they'd go inside. And that was that no grass, no mm. soft earth, no nothings. But the but the the best thing about zoos was that it, it gave people a chance to see these animals as as they were. But they were they were usually pretty well tightly. Penned and they weren't allowed to get out and they do anything. They were a bit anything. scungy, these yeah. animals as well, but, because but they weren't able to these, do their natural things. Yeah, but these days the zoos are much more open and all the rest of it. And the the the, the open plain zoos, out like the one up at Dubbo, is absolutely brilliant if you go up and have a look at that. But the best thing about zoos is that they are able to um, breed endangered species, which is well, one it's of a the controlled things. environment, and yes, mm. they can manage mm. the the uh, the birthing cycle yeah. or the getting pregnant and they they work in association with other zoos to prevent crossbreeding and that's right and yeah. they they will import a, a male animal to yeah. australia to to breed out a breed a few times and yeah. then they take that back Genetic somewhere else diversity i have to mention that the royal melbourne zoological gardens is a full institutional member of the world association world association of zoos and aquariums otherwise known as Waza. Waza, Waza. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody's nickname, doesn't That's it? That's right. Yes, yeah. Waza. But, but, um, but the, the, the zoos are absolutely amazing because, the, you know, I've been to, I haven't been to this one here for quite a while, but, but every time I've been there, I've been amazed at the, the differences that they have been able to create from yeah. the last visit, you know, as you remembered it. But the, it's beautiful. I love the butterfly house that they've got. With that well, you've got to be it. careful. Those butterflies can actually attack. Can They're they? a bit dangerous. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I've heard you can't take more teen in there. <laughs> oh, can't you? There seems oh. to be some restriction for some oh, reason. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but, but, but you see, with these endangered species things, it's an amazing how that in the late couple of last few days, I suppose, well, I don't know how long ago it was, the, uh, they found out that the venom of the funnel web spider will now cure a couple of co- sorts of cancer, and one of them is melanoma, which Australia is the world's sufferer of melanoma. In humans? Yeah, in humans. Wow. Yeah. But I think I also heard that the Tasmanian devil, which has all those facial tumours, is also a beneficiary of this, some yeah. of this venom. It's venom. Wow. So, but, but the point is that if they start digging out all the areas where these these um, insects and what have you live you know we might be if they they live in we know that they yeah. live in sort of in the ground and all the rest of it you start digging up that to put blocks of flats and units in um, what happens you know if they've got these these amazing discoveries mm. of these things this is why I get very annoyed when they start cutting down forests and things and all the animals that have lived there have lived there for centuries 
uh, are not able to continue to do their own mm. thing. You know. Well, it's say the the breeding of the uh, the platypus in the zoos has meant that now now the scientists know how the natural environment needs to be for the growth and proliferation of the the platypus. It's a learning experience, not just display experience. I've always been envious of our native animals. Yeah. Because if you ask the average one, he say, "Well, I eat roots and leaves." Yes, <laughs> that's a good lifestyle. Good, good lifestyle. Wombat. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of wombats around. Yes, yes. But, uh, but they were considered as pests mm, for farmers because mm. they would burrow and rip up the the turf and the cows and break a hoof. I met a wombat at Taronga Zoo once. We were doing a photo shoot for one of our yes. computers, and we'd use the word wombat as an acronym for the software or something. Yeah. In the office of Taronga Zoo, they have a boy called Sherman, named after the tank, and yeah. he's a wombat, and he walks around the office freely. I had some R.M. Williams steel-tipped boots on, yeah. and he bit my toe, and I could feel the steel compressing towards my toe. Whoa. So if you meet a wombat in the wild or in the street even, <laughs> walk around it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give it something to chew on. No, like a foot. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but but we have but also we, Australia has the most diverse um, fauna in the world um, with everything that we've got here, you know. But there, there's so many species of things are dying out every year because of our rampant um, taking over of the land that they yeah. live in. A development yeah. and development. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, we, what what do you do? How do you stop it? It's just almost impossible. Well, it is. We definitely need to. Uh, Visit our zoos to see what animals are in there. Yep. Realise that they are worth keeping and they have dignity of their own and we are glad that they're no longer in just concrete cages. Yep. That yep. they can start to do their own thing. And they're there to educate the masses so we won't repeat things like Sylvester the cat who imported this huge mouse from Australia opened the crate and it was a kangaroo. kangaroo. <laughs> That's right. I remember and that. insanity I re- prevailed. I remember that one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, Sylvester was so But you'll never find a unicorn at the zoo? No. No? No, because Adam and Eve ate them all. They did not. Oh, I think so. Or they actually, Homer and Marge Simpson were in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And there was a unicorn called Gary. <laughs> and he got caught outside the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Wonder, uh, I think good laugh to end on. <laughs> yeah, indeed. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for being with us. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.